Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hey there, Jake, I like video games too. And you just drew up a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I like the, 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 the game! <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, like a, like a I think that specific sound beat is why Yu-Gi-Oh became popular because, like, if that like show intro didn't slap so hard, there's no way I would watch. <laughs> yeah, an it's anime about a it's, shitty card it, game. <laughs> yeah, it's so infectious, and it's like so of that era too. Just like mm-hmm. the the guys at a keyboard, and he's just like, you know. And then like the rest of the the rest of the opener is a banger too, and it's got like great like anime boy staring off in the distance kind of thing shows off the monsters man that opening mm-hmm. slapped well well we could talk about the opening of uh some anime boys uh <laughs> stuff later but uh jake how are you it's been a while since we've done an episode it's like what's been what's, a what's minute up, dude? i am doing great i am now like you married Uh, so we took off a little bit of time for me to, one, get married and two, to have a honeymoon. So, um, I am fresh back from that and I am, I'm feeling pretty, pretty damn good as a newly, newly married man. Mr. Fella, fella, you can call me Mr. now, Mr. Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, congrats again, Jake. Uh, beautiful wedding. It was such a good time. Um, you know, in while you were honeymooning, I was actually playing some video games. Were you? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. I was just like, you know, just sitting on beaches, enjoying yeah. drinks, spending time with my new wife, like a complete sucker. And I was yeah. just like, Tony's playing video games right now, and I'm so jealous. Yeah. You're sitting there with like you're drinking out of a half a coconut, and I'm over here in a closet playing my video games. Uh, so, Jake, I played a couple of games. Uh, the first one is called Young Souls. So Young Souls is like a beat 'em up RPG. Um, it's you know it is a beat 'em up kind of like your like a Streets of Rage, but the fighting system is is pretty dynamic. You know there's launchers, air combos, uh, different items, spells, a bunch of different weapons within the game uh, that you can uh, swap between your two playable characters. Uh, to kind of switch up the uh, you know style that your um, your character employs, uh, it also uh, takes into account weight. So if you're like a lot lighter of a character, you move faster, you use less uh, stamina when you do your attacks and stuff. Um, pretty uh, dynamic system there. Uh, the story's interesting. Uh, the art style is really fantastic. Uh, it's a little short of a game, uh, but. I think that's okay, uh, mainly because it's a really good co-op game. So it's like a two-player co-op game. Uh, I played it all solo because uh, you can like switch between the characters, which is a really fun way to, to play it as well. But uh, we tried to play it a little bit, you and I, through Parsec, but um, it ended up falling through a little bit for us. Um, mm-hmm. But super fun game i had such a great time with it it's on game pass right now so uh definitely if you got game pass check that out um but yeah young souls game pass uh, it's it's couch multiplayer right like that's why we were going through parsec instead of like online yes yes so local co-op there um i think if you get it on steam you can do like the the remote play uh and do the same sort of thing that we were doing with uh parsec uh 
but it's it's really fun. I think that would be a fun playthrough for two people to sit on the couch and and play together. Like I bet yeah. you and Drea could could have some fun with that one. There's multiple difficulty levels too, so you can make it like harder for yourself or a little bit easier. Um, it's it's a it's a neat game. I think you would like it. Plus, there's like a whole fashion element. So I bet Ooh, Drea would yeah. get into. There we uh, go. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, Young Souls. Uh, the other game that I played, uh, thanks to friend of the show Eric, uh, he introduced me uh, to this. It's called Midnight Ghost hunt now uh from the from the name it sounds um pretty uh corny i guess but uh it's an interesting little game so um i believe it's an early access still but it really looks polished for what it is uh what what the uh type type of game it is it's like a first person third person shooter game it's uh four on four ghosts versus ghost hunters um the ghost hunters have all sorts of tools at their disposal to help them find and ultimately kill trap the ghosts um the other team that play the ghost uh they need to hide in this you know level they can uh, possess certain objects within the game world and do other uh little stuff uh they can also um they have like an added ability where they can kind of fuck with the hunters and stuff like that and try to uh, trap them, kill them in different ways. Uh, but basically it's a hide and seek match uh, until the timer kicks down and then the uh, ghosts become super powerful and then try to kill the hunters. Um, it's a, it's really neat, honestly. Like, uh, it's a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be. Um, and like I said, it's a lot more polished than I was expecting, too. It looks really good. Um, it's really fun as a group. Uh, I played in, like, a four-stack with um, with Eric22.0 uh, and, and one of their buddies. And um, it was really fun. It was a really fun time. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing a little bit more. That's uh, Midnight Ghost Hunt. I've only been playing it on Steam. Uh, I don't think it's anywhere else. Um, but it's a neat little game. Um, the last thing I've been playing, Jake. The big uh, one. The big one that uh, you know we've both been playing a lot of, uh, me a lot more than you, is uh, Elden Ring. Uh, I mean, top line about Elden Ring is like, holy shit, this game's really fucking good. And... Um, and I think we want to do a standalone episode on just Elden Ring at some point. You know, like yes. we could sit, we could sit here and talk about how much uh, we like that game right now. But that'll be like an hour and a half. That like it'll be. We have enough to say that it it uh, probably um, necessitates its own episode. I guess right. Like it's um, been long enough, and we have enough to say because I was unable to play for about a month while I was doing personal things um but like even so like i've played a whole bunch then i have uh at this point 50 hours in my game and you know probably five hours of that is me like setting the controller down and walking away um but even so like i have so much to say about this game but i would feel like my commentary would be like yet incomplete yeah because like one i haven't beat it and like two i want to play more of it after i beat it like I want to really yes. get to know that game. Yeah, I and I was telling you this earlier that like this game, like I just completed it um, a couple of weeks ago, or yeah, about a week or two ago. Um, I completed it and um, I want to play it again. Uh, I want to like play a totally different character and and try different paths, do something totally different with it. Um, 
I'm going to be playing this game for like the rest of the year, you know, on and off. Um, and like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that game at length at some point. Uh, we'll come mm-hmm. up with something special to do about Elden Ring. But um, yeah, that game's dope. Um, speaking of dope games, I know uh, you told me you were playing a pretty dope game right now, too. Yes. So um, while I was away from my, my PC, I had my Switch with me. Um, the only Souls-like on that is uh, the uh, Dark Souls remake or remaster. And I was I was Jones, and I wanted that, that sick, sick Elden Ring so much. I wanted to play it so badly that I'm like, I'll just take any Soulsborne game just kind of like to numb this desire. So picked up the Dark Souls remastered, and um, I played I play maybe like 20 hours of that game. So for those who have played to it, I got to... Um, king finder framped or something like that like the big old like elder serpent that like kind of gives you the real objective to the game like once you're like i don't know like a third or a quarter way through it so um elden ring i think one of the best things it's done is like it's finally like been the thing that helps me get the souls like games like i've tried before i played dark souls one before um, got decently far into it, but like nevertheless bounced off. I tried again with Bloodborne, same thing, just you know bounced off after not too long. I uh, tried the same thing with Dark Souls three. Um, I stuck with Dark Souls three probably the most of those three, but even so, after maybe like I don't know, like ten hours of play, stopped playing that, bounced off. Um, I, because of this, I had no intention of buying Elden Ring at first, actually, but Tony, you were so emphatic about, like, getting it so we could play together that I'm like, fuck it, sure. And I am obsessed with that game, and it has yeah. helped me kind of get the play style and the like, kind of safe navigation through the world, building a character, kind of like knowing the systems. Like, I get why from more hardcore long-term souls fan or from software fans like elden ring is like kind of more the same in like a different world kind of presented differently for sure but like the systems are still pretty similar from dark souls all the way to elden ring which will help me going back and like trying to replay those games now uh or once i'm done with elden ring in like another 200 hours of gameplay or something like that like I I have been enjoying Dark Souls for sure. I yeah, did, like has it has, has it pushed you to get farther in Dark Souls than yes. you had before? This is easily the furthest the furthest I've gotten in a nice in a From Software game before. Um, like to this like story progression, uh, and probably like this time investment too. This is yeah easily hmm. the furthest i've been in a from game um and like i i am excited to like have now this like library of games that like one i already own and two like i now will be able to appreciate more because like i just i didn't get to the games before and now i have gotten them and now i'm like gonna become one of those people oh, who can't like, shut the fuck up about dark souls games no, i'm please. sure um, all right, you're gonna do a splinter podcast with fucking <laughs> friend of the show Nate, where you guys can go. We're like, I play all the From Dark Software Souls games forever. for the first time, and we talk about yeah. them. There we go. Yeah, That's yeah you you have fun with that. <laughs> I I will be playing anything else. <laughs> not but that yeah. I do not like From Soft games. Not saying that. I just 
I, I do not want to get obsessed with them. Um, uh, no, Dark Souls, Dark Souls is very good. It's um, the thing that frustrates me the most about that game is it's not it's not as open as Elden Ring. Um, that yeah. the progression of it, like the progression, like once you get to the to the Fireling Shrine and like you kind of open up into the world for the very first time, it's sort of it is branching paths. There are places you can go, and it does feel very kind of like interesting and open and like terrifying exploring new areas but it's very narrow and like sometimes finding that path of progression is sort of like hidden somewhere and i'm running back and forth i'm like where the fuck do i go i'm like oh there's sort of like a blind turn here that leads up to the next area Uh, you know that with elden ring like if you're unsure of where to go next or you're kind of like grinding against like the same run of enemies that you just want to like go explore something else there's a lot of easy ways to go around and find something new to continue to yeah. grow and continue to expand the story that exists in Dark Souls, but it is a lot harder to find, and the options are much narrower. It, uh, it takes it takes time to get to that point in those games. It, yes. it very much forces you along a certain path because it's got to teach you how to play it. I feel like Elden Ring does a really good job of like teaching you how to play it quickly, um, but that maybe that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think playing Dark Souls again, I am just, I'm a whole lot better at that game now because of my Elden Ring experience, and that makes the game more fun because I'm yep. better at it now. And it's still hard as shit. I'm still dying a lot to things. And, like, Dark Souls has a lot more, I think, kind of, like, bullshit hardness stuff on it yes. than Elden Ring has. Like, the... um. I think when you get like cursed or something and you die that way and then you have half health until you find like this really expensive healing item to get that like even if you google it and know exactly where to go it's still going to take you a while to go farm the souls you need to get it and like go out of the way to buy it to heal yourself and then you still have to like go through that area to risk cursing again because that's where the story progresses and like do you like grind to get another one just to have for safety there's like there's it's less forgiving but in kind of like it almost feels like bullshit ways where yeah elden totally. ring like you I, can I mean, you'll get whapped by the boss but you can get to it faster and like if you die like that's kind of it there's no like lingering consequences other than yeah. losing your runes of course we we talked about this when when i was uh playing dark souls but like when i path myself into a way that's like oh i'm fucked and i just can't get out of the situation like that sucks and that doesn't happen in elden ring you know Mm -hmm. like it doesn't that kind of stuff doesn't happen in that game because it allows you to teleport all over the world but we need to stop talking about elden ring and we need to talk more about anime jake anime boy hair. <laughs> that was the most anyway dark souls uh still good i'm gonna i'm gonna be I, I think i'm gonna be talking about these games every so often so you know buckle up for that audience great uh but hey let's talk about something less absolutely miserable to hear about from people who are into it card games card <laughs> games uh yes so after the break we're gonna talk about this uh this uh, episode's game, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Eternal Duelist Soul. Soul, Sin. soul, soul. So, 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 <laughs> there's a lot of, like, playing for your soul in Yu-Gi-Oh! I feel a lot like. of it, yeah. 
my it's God. like we can't kill anybody because this is a children's cartoon, but we'll, well, you, we'll rip their souls out. We'll send them you, to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> you gotta send them to the Shadow Realm. I mean, if you're gonna do anything, you gotta send them to the Shadow Realm. about Yu-Gi-Oh! The Eternal Duelist Soul for the Game Boy Advance uh, came out in 02, Jake. Uh, you picked this game. Um, mm-hmm. Why did you uh, send us to the Shadow Realm, sir? So, uh, as as uh, fans will know, I am a big fan, have always been since release of the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color. Uh, I played a lot of that game, played it to death, Um and then, like, during the time I was playing that game, Yu-Gi-Oh! came out, was a thing. Um, a few people in my school uh, got cards, and um friend of the show, BK, he had some cards. So I would, when, like, sometimes when we'd hang out, we'd, uh, like, just, like, throw together decks from, like, the cards he had and play the game. We didn't really know the rules. We didn't summon things correctly um uh, and whatnot but that's like all i knew about the game and then um i saw this on the shelf of uh i think at that point eb games and i was like you know what i like card game video games let's give this one a whirl uh i got that played it played it a bunch because i i just really like this kind of game i really like playing virtual card games against the computer the progression of building your deck expanding your collection to have more things to choose from that's just a type of game that i really vibe with and this was that at the time i didn't know better i hadn't played other games um so i kind of wanted to see if this one uh much like the pokemon training card game stood up to the test of time totally totally so um that's interesting. Like, I never played this game. I actually played um, the very first Yu-Gi-Oh! game that, like, came out uh, here in the States. It's called uh, Dark Duel Stories. So mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! But, not, but, like, there are some cards that behave differently between, like, that Game Boy game and, like, the actual card game, which is what we played. Like, Eternal Duel of Soul mimics the actual card game, whereas the one that I played has a little bit different rules. You can make, like, custom cards, too. Oh, so, shit. Like, so, like, you can, like, I just made an OP card and then just always won. Like, it was kind of um, kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, that was the one that I played. I, I honestly watched the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime more than I played the actual card game. Um, yep. I think I... Yep. I played i played the the physical card game maybe like once or twice in my life i remember shout out to my buddy Raphael. he uh he 
like challenged me to like a Yu-Gi-Oh match. I was like, I don't even have a deck, but I will go buy cards right now <laughs> and do this thing. <laughs> so that's what I did and and played. And I was like, this is okay, but like I, I was more of a Pokemon the trading card guy. That was always, like, my preferred, like, the story you were telling about Yu-Gi-Oh, how you were, like, summoning cards, like, incorrectly and just, like, playing without the rules. That was me with Pokemon cards. Like, I, I got hit with Pokemon cards, like, a, just a little bit before the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, and that was me. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, I didn't play this one, so this is my first time going through it. Um, I liked that it played with the legitimate rules of Yu-Gi-Oh. So you yes. could so you could say just like the Pokemon trading card game, I can take the skills I'm learning within this game and apply it to the actual physical card game, you know. Yeah. Cuz these games, you know, this is before the time where you could get DLC quickly for a game or that they update regularly, you know, like the game is is uh, set in stone, but the physical game moves a lot faster, you know, and um, new stuff comes out. But you could totally teach yourself how to play these games fundamentally with um, with the uh, um, portable game. Right. Yeah, I love it. Like this is I think this is like that golden golden era of like making a game like this where it is like technology is advanced enough that you can reasonably well produce the game virtually like you can like one-to-one produce it virtually like the cards and the rules like that's you're able to do that but not so really that yeah there's dlc there's microtransactions because you can't you're like you can't like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh is never gonna do this now with the current card sets um they can just do it know digitally kind of the way they do now and like make constant money off of it like can't blame them for not making these games anymore there's like thriving indie games for you know roguelike deck builders and stuff like that but um yeah these sorts of games have have died they well like they they have their own platforms you know like the the pokemon uh trading card game has their own online platform that's really good matt or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh has one now that's like really good so it's like stuff like this doesn't need to exist because really this game is very bare bones. The thing mm-hmm. that you do in this game is play the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. It's not like, you know, like how I was saying with the the other Yu-Gi-Oh game I was playing, the Dark Duel stories, uh, you could create your own card and you could do these other things, you know, like, well, I guess that was the one other thing you could do, but that's like unique to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, this game um, is just a straight copy paste of the rules. So like you can get this experience elsewhere now, you know, uh, you could probably play with these same cards. I, I don't know why you would want to, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we should talk about Yu-Gi-Oh as a card game, uh, okay. as it is reproduced in this video game. We inherently have to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh as a card game, or at least as it existed in two thousand and three. Yeah. Um, so my card game bona fides. I have played. A lot of the Pokemon Train card game, um, same. Mostly on the Game Boy game. Uh, I've played a little bit in person, never like competitively decks with competitive decks. But um, Tony, I'm not sure if I ever told you this. There was a moment when I was living in Detroit, like when you and I first got to know each other, yeah, where yeah. I was working like my first job. And, like, they were paying me way too much for, like, doing market research. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I, like, I I bought Pokemon cards for a little bit. Not, like, a ton. But, like, I had, like, 
a bit, and they all came with these like digital codes to like you could redeem yep. for cards. So I did that, and like with the collection I got, and like I actually just like bought a few other card digital cards because they were a lot cheaper. I built a deck, and I like laddered Pokemon trading card game online for like two months before I got bored with like the one deck I was able to make with the money I wanted to spend on it. Um, so I have played a decent amount of Pokemon trading card game. Again, older rules. Um, same thing with Hearthstone. Yeah. I played a lot of Hearthstone. Um, haven't played that in like five years now either. Um, and then like a lot of just like indie games that do card game uh, mechanics. You, uh, Slay the Spire. You uh, never Monster did like Train Inscription. You never did like Magic though. You were never a Magic I, Gathering guy. No, I've learned the rules to Magic, I think, twice now, and I don't truly remember. I know it's kind of like a resource accrual in the same way that um, Hearthstone is, except it's like linked to a card instead of like inherent mana growth, yeah, uh, life points, stuff like that. Like All card games do share a decent amount of overlap, um, I think, like of... The, and, and honestly, like if you know... If you understand Yu-Gi-Oh, I think you'll you'll have a easier time with Magic because like mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh is like I feel like it's somewhere in between a on one side pole of um, one side of the scale you got the Pokemon card game which is fairly easy mechanically mm-hmm. and then you've got something like I don't know magic on the other end of it where it's like fairly complex there's a lot of layers here like Yu-Gi-Oh somewhere in the middle um because like Yu-Gi-Oh's got multiple phases like magic but then like you know simpler progression in cards and stuff and like more obvious like here's a trap card here's magic cards like stuff like that um at least that's the way that I understand it um so okay, yeah. like you you know the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like what other kind like, of. do you play Magic? Like what are your your card so games? So I I played a bunch of uh, Pokemon uh, trading card game like you. I had competitive yeah. decks. I did the online thing for a little bit, not as hardcore as you did, but I did all that stuff. I've played a bit of Magic, a little bit more than you, from what it sounds like, but not mm-hmm. like a ton. I've I've had decks. I'm usually a red green kind of guy. Like I like you know not super fast moving but you know mid game moving with like a big big uh big monsters or maybe like a team of monsters that like that like upgrade one another and then swing through like fast um with some big numbers Mm um but uh yeah i think Yu-Gi-Oh is the one that i've played the least amount of i i guess i didn't play a lot of hearthstone either like i'm not I'm not a big card game person, but I've played all of them enough to know the rules, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! probably the least out of any of that stuff, though. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! just never... It, ne- it never grabbed me, even the times when I played it before. Um, it feels like you need to know a lot more about the cards to make the deeper strategies work. And it doesn't... Mm-hmm. System-wise... You know, it has like those little symbols on the card to say, oh, this is like a dinosaur card or this is a magician. Um, it, it'll tell you some of that basic stuff about uh, cards that kind of work together or like can kind of help each other. But it's not like you have the color coding in Magic where it's like, oh, I'm going to make a red green deck or a blue white deck or you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of if you know the general strategy of the game, um, you can figure out what 
color combinations work well together. I feel like I didn't get much of that in, in Yu-Gi-Oh! It's kind of a little more esoteric. You have to you have to read all the cards. You have to know a lot more to be good at it. So like Yu-Gi-Oh! always wasn't my favorite system when it when it came to like card games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um Yeah, I'm sorry to say to any Yu-Gi-Oh! fans in the audience, but fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! sucks. I just oh. I don't like this card game. It's, really? You just don't like it anymore. I, okay. I guess I don't... As far as, like, card games, it's low tier for me. It is a card game, and I do like card games, and I did find myself playing this and, like, kind of falling into, like, okay, one more duel mentality a few times. Like, I did enter a flow state playing Yu-Gi-Oh!, and I can give it that. But, like, there's... The decks you make are so uninteresting, and there's no like synergy really or no like reason to build cards for their purpose of like working well together because 90% of Yu-Gi-Oh is put down the immediate biggest number and pray that they don't have one like one of those overpowered magic cards on them. Yeah. Like that's pretty much that's that's what Yu-Gi-Oh is. And the effect cards that exist are so sparse and so few of them are meaningful and the ones that are meaningful have like a paragraph of text about what they yeah. do. And like the, like this UI like snaps through things so quickly and like describes itself so little that like I'm like wait, what the fuck just happened? And then I go like check the opponent's graveyard, like read the card text. I'm like I don't even I still don't know what happened right there. Like Yeah, I, it's totally. it's so needlessly complicated, but like the game strategy is just like dumb control decks are the best deck and the only deck. Yeah, it like the UI is killer in this game. Like, killer isn't a bad thing. It is a killer of my attention. And, like, it... Without knowing all the different cards, your your pace of play just slows down to a drag. And then you have to read, like you said, all that fucking text on these cards and still not fully understand it. Like, I had really bad cognitive load issues this entire time. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Like, um... It, it was tough. It was really tough. Like a Pokemon game makes it very easy to understand, very clear about what a card does, what it's good at. And it even has like, uh, you know, multiple types of like moves on a card, right? Whereas Yu-Gi-Oh, it's just a number, mm-hmm. which like feels less dynamic, you know? Um, the I never understood how the sacrifice system works in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, to get the more powerful cards. It's like, it, it's determined by a star rating, right? But it's, so, it doesn't feel like it's, like, consistent. It's like, it's, from 1 to 3, doesn't. But from 4 to 6, makes 2 and 5. And, like, so 1 to 4. To it might get that. more granule than this. So 1 to 4 stars, no summon, or no sacrifice required. 5 or 6 one tribute seven or higher two tributes so so, so why isn't there why just why isn't it tiers? just three tiers why isn't it oh, yeah, needs, yeah, yeah, yeah. needs one or doesn't need one needs one needs two like why are there yeah, stars so, there there's no different then it's like then they make really shitty monsters that are one star that have shit ta- uh, like uh yes. stats and no effect and it's just like 
why does this trash. exist? It's like trash. I get, but, but, I get. Like, you need deck fillers, but like in like Pokemon, you have like a pre-evolution in. Yes. Uh, magic you can have like weird like synergistic like cards that like don't actually like do anything but like kind of like exist within a theme of a deck like there's no theme in Yu-Gi-Oh the theme is like weird early 2000s edgy monsters and like that's what everything is with yes. like so little development or variation or distinct style like I didn't know what each monster's type was. I had a monster called Crawling Dragon number two, and then I tried to play the dragon buff item on it, and it won't take, and I check, and Crawling Dragon number two is a dinosaur. Like, in what? 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 (laughs) Why? Why are there so many? Why do these mean nothing? Except for, like, in so few edge cases that building deck synergies is worthless. I, I'm with you, and like to to just go back to something else you were talking about, like the the lower level monsters are just completely worthless, and without mm-hmm. without easy to understand mechanics that like allow because like there are weird things you can do in Yu-Gi-Oh where it's like you sacrifice these two monsters, combine them together to create something crazy. Like you can do that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't fucking know how. The game doesn't tell me how. And it's like there's no way to easily ask those questions. And you see other people do cool stuff like that. It's like, oh, that's neat. I don't know how they did that. But cool, I guess. Um, And it's never worth it. It's never worth it. And it's like I don't like card games that – they have a lot of filler monsters in there that don't do anything and their only their only purpose is to be a worthless card to mm-hmm. fill out to fill out a booster pack you know like i would rather have a mana card than i would this you know uh i oh is ripe with that stuff it felt especially this game especially mm-hmm. this uh, eternal duelist soul you are getting you know, in terms of like the structure, the way this game is played, it's like there's no overworld to explore. There's just menus. You're fighting tiers of opponents that get harder and harder as you like rank up. You'll have like five or six um, different uh, characters from the Yu-Gi-Oh verse to fight against, and as you beat them enough times, you unlock the next level, and then you play against. Uh, better opponents uh, or stronger opponents I should say as you beat people you get packs of cards those packs of cards will usually have a couple of good ones in there you switch them out into your deck and now you're stronger you know like you're you're mm-hmm. constantly upgrading your deck like that and not like super strategically you're just piecemeal putting a deck together so you can keep you know you can drop the biggest numbers on them to win <laughs> you know um there are there is like a calendar system too right in this game uh that's like that's when like special fights happen or you'll get like card packs on a on a day just for for whatever reason for whatever. right is that the most okay so i think one of my biggest problems with the progression system in this game like they don't give you enough cards like they should be yeah throwing cards at you let's get a booster pack of 5 like sometimes you'll get something you want to add to the deck um, and uh, I think if they gave you more cards, if there were like the if they just gave you ten cards there just as a reward instead of five, that would 
give you more to work with because like once you tear up like those decks do get a lot better that you're playing against so like yeah. i wish you got more cards and then when you do get to like the monthly card or like card shop tournament and you do uh, like a head-to-head uh, against one person you do two matches against them and you still get like just one booster pack at the end of that i felt so cheated that they didn't give me more reward for doing like a back-to-back win against this person you can't draw in this game it is such a slow yeah. card game because there's like two cards that let you draw yeah yeah um i will say like deck construction in this game is not the worst because it does have a lot of like filters and stuff Mm -hmm. so like you can like that interface is not bad i mean a card game on a gba is always going to be shitty because your iconography is gonna it's like super duper small you just don't have the pixels to do things clearly on there so like it's always not going to be clear but Yu-Gi-Oh is like expe- especially bad about that stuff. Um, but the deck construction is okay. It's mm-hmm. also pretty cool. Like you were talking about this with the Pokemon trading card game. Um, you can transplant real cards from codes in this game. Um, there is like a code at the bottom of cards that you can type into this game in one of the menus. And it like brings cards into it. Um, I I just I found a deck online. And just did it. <laughs> and I, I had like a fucking sick blue eyes white dragon deck um, because I wanted to feel like Kaiba. Um, Kaiba. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I I put in a few cards too. Yeah. Had to. Had to. Um, which I think is neat. Like that's neat tech for 2002, right? Right. And it was kind of cool because I I got some cards from BK and I was able to put the codes into my GBA. Um, yep. Like way back when, and it was super cool. Like yep. Awesome! I got these cards now. I got my blue eyes white dragon because of that. Yep. Like that's any, any game that um, in any way makes me think of Monster Rancher. You know, like <laughs> I get to put the CD in. I get to put the card code. Anything where I get to have like physical media interact with my digital media in like spawn something fun in game. I love that. I love that. Especially if it's like easy to do. That shit. I love that. Um, it's great it's great um can i just like gush about how i love some of the characters in Yu-Gi-Oh, like the anime i do oh yeah i I think we both agree that the card game is not we're not really vibing with it too much but i just gotta say rex raptor is fucking hilarious to me he's got this dope hat his voice is insane um it's great uh weevil underwood that little fucking little bitch with the bowl cut and the biggest glasses what a nerd oh my god i hate it um i hate him but it's like it's so good it's so it's so stereotypical yugi's all right I guess. I love, you know, the character design for Yuki is iconic. That hair can't be It doesn't make any sense, though. I don't fucking get it. I don't get his hair at all. It is the most unbelievable anime hair of all anime hair. It is outrageous. And he, he like, wears, like, a... He's got, like, the choke collar around his neck, but a bunch Mm -hmm. of big chains. It's it's wild, man. Um, I also... Um, it may surprise you, but Joey Wheeler is like my favorite character. He's like the Krillin, right? Like he's the Krillin. You know, character. that's he's, exactly who he is. 
he's the best friend but he but he does and like this is how much i remember of the anime he starts as a terrible duelist and works his way up to actually being pretty solid he's got his little black eye or black wait it's like red eyes black red eyes black dragon right yeah yeah like just the objectively worse version of blue eyes white dragon because cards can just be objectively worse in this game exactly exactly and that like that happens in the show i feel like like he's beating people strategically he's like oh well these these cards are just better than yours like, yeah you're just dead you're dead joey nope um, sorry i have a summon skull so i just won yep. the game uh kaiba because that name is kaiba. seto kaiba. seto kaiba is such a good what a name fucking sick name that is like top five anime names i think that name is so sick seto such- kaiba and Hell like yeah. I always love like the Vegeta character and Seto yes. Kaiba is such a great Vegeta for that show. And like the character designs in this sh- like the there are a lot of very hard angles, very like thick lines and yeah. like it's I love that style cuz it's like it goes past what dbz does you know with it like especially like with their eyes and some like the the stylings of their hair and their like um outfits like it feels like dbz starts to soften a little bit over time and Yu-Gi-Oh is just like nope we have all these hard spiky edges and like thick thick lines in their in their artwork uh which like, i i just like I, I i don't know it's it's appealing to me in some sick well way. i feel like that aesthetic really goes well with the cards Whereas just like mm-hmm. on their own, the cards are just so busy and like over designed, but still kind of like non distinct. It's like a it's a whole vibe, like the whole thing, and like there's just so the the creature designs are all so funky, like they're just like corny enough at sometimes, and then like really dope at other times, but like ah. Uh. So weird. Uh, also, shout out to the Rare Hunter for trying to do the Exodia uh, deck. I love that. Exodia is like the dopest mechanic. I love that. Mm-hmm. You got to place what, all five all five parts of Exodia and you just win. I think you just need all five in your hand, which is why I think draw is such a like a limited mechanic is because they couldn't just like let you draw your deck. That was the coolest shit in the Pokemon mm. trading card game, when, like, you finally got your deck rolling, you could, like, draw half your deck on the first yeah. turn and, yeah. like, build up steam, get a party going. It feels like mm. um, in Pokemon, you, like, the really good decks, like, you're almost building an engine, you know? Like, you're using your Pokemon powers and some of your other um, attacks to, like, draw cards do trainer cards or do like you're it's very active in the in the amount of cards that you're playing and drawing right Mm -hmm. and this game is not so much that like you're playing cards a lot but you're not drawing many but you're always playing cards like every turn but like you're doing trap like you're placing trap cards the whole thing where you can place a card face down or in defensive position versus offensive position like that's an interesting strategic layer i guess like a like a higher level game mechanic but like that's not fun when i can't stare at the other player you know like if me and you were playing a game of Yu-Gi-Oh, and i put a card face down in like defense mode up front first trying to kind of look you in the eye like hey look what i'm doing here you know like Mm -hmm. that's different than doing that against a computer like i don't know i 
it, it's not as fun. It's not as fun. But like, I think that is probably Yu-Gi-Oh's like emotionally strongest suit is the trap card. Like that's like that's kind of neat. Uh, I think conceptually, uh, and you know, just like iconic. You activated my trap card. So good. I had a trap chain that was so like a few times where it was just like. I would reveal my trap card, and it's like, uh-uh, I counter your trap card, and I'm like, no, uh, I counter your counter of my trap card. Yep. Like yep. that. Like it has, it has, it has its goofy card game moments. Those moments are fun, but those are fun in any game that's like that. Like one of my favorite moments in a board game I love called Fireball Island. It was that exact moment you just described where it's like i canceled that move nope i cancel your cancel nope i cancel that cancel <laughs> you know like that that kind of stuff is super fun in games that have cards you know and i'm and this game does that and that's fun you know and it and it trap cards let that moment happen more often which is fun mm-hmm. i guess if you like that style of game I don't typically like that. I like more. I want to build a big creature and swing in. And this game allows you to do that. But then it also has a lot of ways for people to steal that character from you, to lock that character down, instantly destroy them. You know, that kind of stuff happens mm-hmm. all the time in Yu-Gi-Oh, which is kind of not fun for me. It's just the the strong cards are so much stronger than the weak cards the variability is just bonkers that unless you're playing absolutely broken cards you're gonna have a worse deck and there's no benefit to not playing those broken cards there's some that are so broken they have like specific anti this card trap cards available too like um i chuckled when uh, so regeki is one of these overpowered magic cards which is just play it destroy all monsters on your opponent's side yeah that's it. And there is literally an anti-Regeki trap card. Where it's like, there are also cards that are like, block a magic card from being played. But like, I think the developers realized like, oh no, like these specific cards are just in every deck and they're so powerful that like, we need to give the players like another chance to like hit a card that counters this. And like, just another chance to like, have drawn the card to counter this. It's... Like there are, uh, like the blue eyes white dragon as a two tribute and the summon skull as a one tribute are just, they're just the biggest numbers and there's really no benefit to like going through the muss and fuss to summon like the one or two other mm-hmm. cards that could counter it in that situation. It's just like try to get one of those monsters down, and like build as much counterplay into of magic into your field as possible but like the counterplay for magic is also just so insanely powerful in like one or two cards that it it's just like i don't know it's like you need to everything needs to be so controlled because the potential of trap cards and the potential of magic cards that if you overexert yourself just a little bit you will yeah. be beaten on the spot yep totally and i'm totally open to um me being like dense here and just not getting Yu Gi Oh or like not getting the loop mm-hmm. that 
you know people love about this game because like i i don't want to yuck anybody's yum right because like there are people that love Yu-Gi-Oh. i would love somebody who understands this game better than me to explain it to me better so like i because i completely agree with you it feels like a really slow kind of frustrating game in general i um, bet Yu-Gi-Oh is better now I bet it's sure. like, or maybe like it's been better at some point. Like I think we're unfortunately seeing Yu-Gi-Oh at like a pretty early rough time. And like I'll also throw that same critique at the Pokemon trading card game in that like mm-hmm. that was the base set. Like shit wasn't super deep yet, and it had like a very low skill ceiling to it, which I think this game does as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just say again the thing that I really like about like the limitations that Pokemon has versus the limitations that this game has is that Pokemon, you could make a case for a lot of different Pokemon, a lot of different deck combinations. Whereas in this version of Yu-Gi-Oh, it feels like there's not much of that. You know, there's only a handful of very, very strong cards. You need to get those and that's it. But maybe, again, maybe I'm missing something. Like, there's um, no, oh, I'm going to the fire gym, I should make a water deck. Like, that forces you yeah, to it, build yeah. a new deck, engage with the cards you have, figure out a strategy that will, like, work and be strong in this situation. There's no, like, oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a fiend deck gym. <laughs> like, oh, what's again strong against fiend? Uh, fucking, what's in the, fish, fish monsters. Like, oh, I gotta build yeah. a fish deck. There's nothing like that. It's always the same deck because the same cards are always gonna be the strongest in every situation. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic triangle of fiend, fish, dragon. <laughs> it's just, everybody knows it. It makes total sense. <laughs> um, one thing that doesn't make sense that I don't know how anybody gave this a green light. Um, the moving background during gameplay is the absolute worst, and I hate it. It. <laughs> who said that was a good idea? If it was just black, if it was just darkness behind it, it would be 10,000 times better than this scrolling pattern. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. That is one. Is the only thing I will say in this game legitimately really, really bad, and I don't get it at all. Everything else is like, okay, you had the limitations of this card game, these graphics, this platform, right? Mm-hmm. That background, though, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. But, well, uh... Did you have anything else on this game, Tony? No, I think uh, oh. I think I'm ready. I, I you know, I'm just you, gonna yeah, I, you first. Hey, I don't like this game. Um, it's a it's not a great way to play a card game. I don't really like. So, I, like, we've talked about this at death, but like, I would much rather play a Pokemon game. I'd much rather play Magic too, honestly, than than Yu Gi Oh. So it's like I. Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't really have a, a spot in my life, and this is not a good way to play Yu-Gi-Oh. So hey, I don't like this game. Jake, uh, what about you? Yeah, hey, I don't like this game. Um, this one is uh, uh, closer than you would think, having listened to me earlier in the episode. Just because this is a genre of game I do cherish oh so much. Um, but I think the limitations of not. 
the limitations of this version of Yu-Gi-Oh! and my own misgivings with Yu-Gi-Oh! as a card game, just, I, it's not, it's not for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wish, I wish, I wish this was still a, like, hit game, like, I could just play Pokemon training card game at any time. Um, I was hoping for something like this, but no, just, just ain't, ain't, ain't the, ain't the card game for me. Yep. I mean, and I'm fully prepared for somebody to to write in and be like, dude, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, it's free to play on Steam and it's dope. I bet, like, I bet that does exist. And I and I bet you're right, but... Um, and, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! also had the benefit of getting a lot more games for it than Pokemon did. So, like, maybe there's another yes. version of Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, maybe there's, like, a PlayStation 2 game that, like, actually, like, has all yeah. the, like, like more cards in it, like, they had expansions to, into it, like, it plays like this, and it, and it slaps, and it's, like, it's absolutely fantastic. Like, if that exists, like, somebody please tell me, because I would check that out, too. Yeah, I bet, I bet somebody could recommend a good, like, PlayStation 1 Yu-Gi-Oh! game that, like, slaps real hard. I have another, like very under the radar uh, trading card game for the ps1 that we will do eventually um but i subjected you to monster rancher card mm-hmm. battle which uh was pretty bad so um i don't want to open that wound again anytime soon so um <laughs> yeah we can only do card games so often tony it's like every <laughs> other year we can yeah card right game. come back <laughs> 2024 <laughs> um, are you card speaking... game people who tune in only for the card game games <laughs> <laughs> right all three of you out there um <laughs> so uh speaking of uh games that we play for the show jake do you want me to tell you what we're going to play next i'm so excited yes please tell me okay so for this next game that we're going to play uh it is a game for the sega genesis called cyborg justice cyborg <laughs> justice is a robot beat-em-up game that lets you rip enemy parts like like you just rip the part off their body and then you stick it onto your machine it's like dope as fuck it's like a robot beat-em-up game uh it should be pretty short, so we can uh, get this one out pretty quick. But yeah, Cyborg Justice for the Sega Genesis, Jake. Is our All next right. game. Hell yeah. I love a beat-em-up. I love a 16-bit beat-em-up. Can't wait. Yeah. This one, um, this one's going to be good. I, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling you'll like this one. Uh, so yeah, uh, next time on Hey, I Like That Game, Cyborg Justice. Uh, Jake, where can the folks at home uh, find us on the internet? Well, they can find us on Twitter at LikeThatGame. They can send us their emails at HeyLikeThatGame at gmail.com. Uh, Tony, streaming League Trolley Tuesdays at twitch.tv slash HeyIlikeThatGame. And our Facebook page of the Hey Like That Game podcast. Find us all over the place there. Yeah, yeah. We, um... Not as many Try Hard Tuesdays as of late because of uh, life getting in the way, but hopefully we'll get back to it. A lot, uh, a lot shortly. of life recently. So lots of life, lots yeah. of life. Um, but but anyways, uh, as always, Jake, live life passionately, love each other unconditionally, and play video games. Peace out, everybody. Goodbye. Have a good one.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod. abridged quotes you know i was i was really big into that um you know what why don't you record those on your own time and then, <laughs> and then, we can have them. And then no don't ever send them to me uh. <laughs> perfect <laughs>